Welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Lee. Well, we had a British Grand Prix yesterday. Yeah, it was there all right. was a British Grand Prix. <laughs> and at the end of last week's podcast, I was like, oh, we could get a boring one. We could get a mad one. We got a mad one. Yay. Yay. I mean, was it ever? Um, I mean, where, where do you pick a highlight? Uh, the highlight, I think, in, in sensible terms, looking back, the highlight is that Guan Yu Zhou is alive for a start. And, and seemingly very well was posting selfies after the race and walking around the paddock. Yeah, bought, met Stefano Domenicali, made sure that, you know, Domenicali was like, hey, you're all right, you're okay. Like, yeah, yeah, fine. Like, just a little bit shaken up. I wonder if he'll be cleared to race for this coming weekend, but... Um, well, he seems, seems to be yeah. If okay. he's been medically discharged, he should be mm. fine. Mm. Yeah. Before we before we do the sort of the race review and talk about everything that went on, uh, I'm just throwing the halo in as rock star. That's we're just taking that as red. Just in, a good weekend. for F2 as well. Yeah. Yes. Oh, does that mean we can call Nissani a wanker? Oh yeah. No, 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 no. It wasn't. No, I don't think that's fair. He, he <laughs> launched another driver across the track. Yeah, but then nearly killed himself. So he wouldn't. <laughs> that would not have happened if he hadn't launched Dennis Hauger in the first place. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it was only right that it was his car that got landed on. Yeah, but I don't think he it was like it wasn't on purpose. I don't think it was just Roy is not very good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. I, he already had a five place grid penalty for launching somebody at the previous race. I didn't see this. Apparently, was this? As good? Have you not seen the so, Formula Two? No, but I did. I did hear right read something that said like the Halo, uh, the Halo did its job twice this weekend with mm. Formula Two. So was it a goodie? So they're wheel, they're wheel to wheel. Formula Two was good. Nasani sort of comes across, launches Hauger, who then hits a sausage curb while flailing out of control, takes off, lands on Nasani's car. Right over the cockpit. Yeah, lands basically. If there was no halo, he'd have landed on Roy Nissany's head. Do you know what? If he hasn't got a line of merchandise which is like branded "One Man Nisami," <laughs> somebody's missing the trick, aren't they? <laughs> he's on the Williams Junior program, so I think he's got to be very careful about what he says because that's not exactly got a great amount of tolerance, has it? <laughs> Right. Myself, for the majority, it hasn't had a great amount of talent. So, <laughs> there know. is that as well. Yes. <laughs> so we, we, will, we will move on from uh, the support race to the main race. Um, firstly, the start and that crash. A bit mad, wasn't it? Or those crashes. Yeah. Because I think there was seven cars three. involved altogether. Mm. Yeah, but it, three in the two separate there. incidents or. Yeah, where one meets another, I'm not entirely sure. Mm. But they were they were all reactionary to what happened with um, Guan Yu Zhou, George Russell, and yeah. Pierre Gasly, weren't they? Yes. Um, I don't think anyone's at fault. It's like one of those start line things. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't know if any if, if uh, everybody saw the Sky replay, uh, but Karun Chantok slowing it down and showing that George Russell's looking in his mirror and sees Pierre Gasly there and tries to just sort of close Gasly off. But Gasly's a little bit too quick because Russell just got such a rubbish start. It's your standard so, three cars going for one bit that they're all perfectly entitled to go for. 
Yeah. He just doesn't go. Yeah, and, and obviously when, and when are... Russell gets tapped, Joe goes upside down, mm. and then everything else happened behind them. Yeah. The only car that actually made that gap was Latifi. <laughs> no, uh, Kevin Magnussen did really well getting yes. through everything without hitting anything. O- I, um... Ocon made that gap very well. He just then got picked up. Well, I mean, twatted, yeah. Latifi, Latifi made mm. it between Joe and Russell. Well, okay. Yes, sorry, yeah, no, he did make that gap, yeah. Yeah. But the um because he, he, he was off like a, he was off like a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just got such a terrible start, didn't they? Everybody who started on the on the the harder tire. Mm. But the because um, we had three different t- uh, tire choices at the start as well, which is rare. Usually, normally have one or two. And um, yeah, just Russell was just so slow off the line and trying to close that gap to Gasly, which obviously threw him into into Joe, which put. Guan Yu show upside down. Brakes don't work when your wheels aren't touching the floor. No. Um, no. So then you've got um, Albon tried to avoid the incident, and then um, was it Bottas who was slowing down? Albon tapped his brakes. Vettel ran into the back of Albon, spinning mm. Albon into the wall, who came back across the track and twatted Esteban Ocon. That was a and, good, Sonoda. and Yuki Sonoda. And uh, Sonoda, yeah. Albon's got lost, didn't it, in amongst uh, yeah. Joe's uh, like massive incident, but he oh, had Albon a went to right bump. Mm. Yeah, the the G force light and everything came on in his car. That was that was that was quite an impact. Yeah, I think yeah, I think with was. hindsight, I think that was the worst of the crashes by the looks of it. Joe's is obviously very dramatic and where he ended up landing, but in mm. terms of yeah, the the impact on the driver, it was Albon who yeah. came off worst. He was uh, Joe was just he was really fortunate how yeah, he landed. Very much like, so. It, Oddly enough, I think if he'd have gone into the barriers, he would have been in a much worse shape than he did going over the barriers onto the catch yep. fence. I, I have to agree. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, I thought that as well. I thought it might be a, a worse accident if um, if he'd maybe hit the tire barrier mm-hmm. and, and bounce, bounce back out or something. You know, that's that kind of motion is not what you, especially yeah. not upside down. No, do you think not it's... what you want? Do you think it's something that they're going to have to look into with the because like we haven't seen like a car, an upside down car for a while like that, mm. and certainly not one taken off because it, it you know it was is is that something to think about with the new cars? I've seen people reference it in the Pedro Diniz accident in ninety nine, I think it was. Um, but obviously, there was no halo back then, and he pretty much lost the roll hoop on the car as it was going upside down through the gravel trap. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, so, that. So he was inc- he was even I don't know, say even luckier, but you know he was he had a lot less car to protect him than yeah. than, than Guan Yu Zhou had. Yeah. So any um, yeah. Any, any crash like that, any crash like that, especially if you're going through a gravel trap, is going to be like is is sketchy. Mm. But you so want to you- avoid, don't you? Yeah, you, you want to just avoid don't know what's going to dig in as well, do you? When you're sort of flipping like that, you don't know where the car is going to get stuck in the gravel. And mm. it, it was the car digging in late that actually launched it over the tyres. Yeah, yeah, Un- undoubtedly. Again, and I'm not saying this is definitely not Lee saying we should get rid of the halo before any of the fucking people that are still crazy against the halo think that. Um, is there anyone still crazy against the halo? I think so. I there think are, there's, there are there's, oddities there's, about. Yeah. Um, but what I did think was uh, the way Joe's car ended up, it was a prime <laughs> example of how the um, the halo can definitely trap people in cars. Yeah, I think, like, I, th- yeah. I think with the way that it ended up, though, is a bit of an outlier because um, you, you wouldn't expect a car to actually go between the tyre barrier and the catch fence. 
this, no, but it, it did. Was, this, is, it, this, in, is, this is why, you know, the tyre barriers aren't up against the catch pens because it's one of those, this couldn't happen. Yeah, but you think about Grosjean's crash as well. That's another one of those crashes that, that couldn't happen. So if if all of a sudden if you have two crashes that couldn't happen and then you have another crash, which is a mixture of the two of them, like if there's fire involved, Joe's dead. Mm. Yeah, you know, there's no, there's no, no doubt about that. Like if that, if that, if that crash had ended in a similar way to Grosjean's, he's dead. Mm. But I think with the Grosjean crash, though, um, it was the halo that actually pushed the barriers out of the way. Yeah, was, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, yeah oh, no, I'm, so I'm, Grosjean yeah. would have been dead without yeah, the halo. That's what Lee's saying. Yeah. That when you get a mix, when obviously Joe could not get himself out of the car, yeah, because of how it came to land, and okay, the halo. Also- protected him and gave him the space but if there was fire there it is a problem he required extracting as well did he not because the uh something it triggered something a sensor within the car I think, yeah, yeah i think the when amount it's, of impact uh, yeah i think any any sort of risk like that for sort of spine and neck and whatnot they're always very careful until yeah. you've had a, and a what good that check. means yeah what that means for those who don't know basically you can take the whole seat out with the driver in it mm-hmm. yeah um so, so they just just hook onto onto there's, there's like hooks, isn't there? Essentially, I think so. Uh, yeah. Hole or holes for hooks, and they 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 take the whole driver out, still still attached to a mm-hmm. seat. So any spine, neck, or head injury or anything that could take place by where you, where you would pull somebody out of a car like that, and um, that's what the extraction is. And they had a specialist extraction team uh, had to go down and take Guangzhou out of that car. Um, but yeah, that's that. You know that. <laughs> Look at where we are with safety now. Like fifteen years ago, even the that driver in you know that similar accident probably probably dead, uh, or at least not getting out. You know, yeah. not 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 coming, not mm. going to the next race, or maybe Absolutely. the rest of the season. Look what happened with Felipe Massa. That was thirteen years ago now with the well, spring. That's, that's the same corner, isn't it? That Schumacher broke both his legs on. It was a, you know, uh, no, 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 no. Schumacher, no. Schumacher did it at Stowe. Oh, yeah. Stowe was it? Yeah. <clears throat> you were, you were I, there. I <laughs> yeah, I, I should know. It was on the corner. The track has but, changed uh, a little bit since then. Yeah. Yeah, but, the corner uh, that Joe crashed, crashed, <laughs> Joe crashed on. Oops. <laughs> the corner that Joe crashed on didn't exist when Schumacher had his accident. Ah, right. Okay, cool. But uh, yeah, it's it's just fortunate, isn't it? Just a really a really fortunate situation. But yeah, yeah, I'm just just glad he's alive and okay. Because for a while, it was just like when you know, because we had that thing with the TV where they wouldn't the... show the car, they wouldn't show the replays. I was just like, oh no. Well, the only reason I th- I, I thought he was fine pretty early doors was because you can tell by the paddock if something's serious no yeah. nobody mm-hmm. no but nobody stood around you know waiting to waiting for the red flag yeah. to go there was no nobody was concerned yeah, yeah yeah there was yeah the only thing that the only thing that gave me a little bit of um inkling that he was fine was george russell because i yeah. know he ran straight to the scene of the accident and when he left the, the scene of the, yeah very mm. calm back to the car to sort of see if he could get his car back to the pits um that was the only other thing I thought, well, mm-hmm. if it was that serious, George Russell would not be, be like, oh, okay, I'll get back to the start of the race. Yeah. Unless he really hated Guan Yu Zhou. <laughs> yeah. Just coming over to make sure he's actually... Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, time to get on with my day. 
<laughs> yeah, and of course, um, of course, after Russell did that, he um, couldn't re- couldn't restart the car. Went to talk to a marshal, and he says the next thing he knew, it was um, it was on a flatbed. Well, he had to. He, he couldn't get the car started, so he had to run back to the garage to ask the team something first. And then when he ran back to the car, it was on a flatbed. So we've uh, all got in trouble he, he for couldn't... leaving our car parked somewhere it shouldn't have been. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was floor damage. There was the. He said it was just a puncture, but I mean, when you looked at it, there was a little bit of damage to that mm-hmm. car, probably akin to what Max Verstappen had when he ran over that curb a bit later on. So yeah. it probably wasn't in in great race trim, to be fair. Yeah, apparently it was more than that. Um, oh, what's his name? The Morris Hamilton uh, on the race podcast was was talking about this, and, he, and it, it's the impact he had to the back wheel had fucked his transmission and that's why he couldn't get the car started so it's yeah so it's in he probably wouldn't have been able to get running anyway it's just you know yeah it's just one of those things but it is yeah it was a shame. I think it would have been when you look at the pace that Mercedes had it would have been interesting to see George come through the pack yeah I think so absolutely Um, he was much faster than all the cars ahead of him until he got to Probably the Red Bulls of, of mm-hmm. Perez. We, obviously, Perez had problems. He dropped down. Verstappen had problems. He dropped down the order as well. So yeah, yeah it probably would have been. He probably would have been up there with Lewis Hamilton at, at some point during the race. Yeah, I mean, well, the, he was neck and neck with them all through qualifying, wasn't he? Until ju- right, right at the very end. Yeah. Uh, it's the. Uh, in fact, just a quick note to anyone that listens to to other podcasts, to Dirty Formula One podcasts. I would like to formally downgrade um, Matt from uh, WTF1, downgrade him to like the second biggest podcast prick behind the new guy on the BBC F1 podcast that I can't listen to the BBC F1 podcast Ooh, for. I it. have not heard the new guy. The uh, I, I, I hopefully hopefully. He's, it's just because Jack Nichols was busy with it being the uh, British Grand Prix and all normal service will be resumed. Um, this guy was so much of a Lewis Hamilton fanboy, he couldn't even bring himself to say that George Russell was doing a good job. It was insane. And then on Sunday, uh, he proceeded to say, oh, well, Mercedes seems to have found something now. But at least with Hamilton, I'm not really sure where George is. They're going, well, he crashed on the first corner and he was really quick in qualifying. So you could probably say they're both doing okay. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, like, it's like, and when I put him at number one, number one and fucking headroom. So, <laughs> any, any idea who he was? Uh, Dave someone, I think. I th- I'm sure his name is Dave something. I've never heard of him before, but I know on the Sunday podcast, uh, on the preview podcast, um, they uh, the pre-preview podcast, which I, I must say, uh, spoke in a 45-minute podcast about Formula One, talked about um, Nelson Piquet and Bernie Eccleston talking about uh, Vladimir Putin for 36 minutes. And then had a nine-minute podcast about Formula One. That, yeah, the n- nine minutes of preview over 30 minutes of fucking politics. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, 
I was I was not a happy bunny with podcast with the podcast world as far as Formula One's concerned. Uh, but yeah, he but he they they mentioned something about football to him. There was lots of football things, so I can only imagine he's been piloted in and knows fucking nothing about Formula One apart from the fact that there's a British guy that does quite well called Lewis. Was it Harry Benjamin? Is he usually part of that setup? Maybe. He's the guy that does the Formula Three commentary. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. But either way, and wh- I don't know. And, and, and while Awful. while we're on about replace, replacement commentary this week, who the hell was doing the F two? Yeah, he was not no, good. No idea. Because no idea. Um, I did. I did watch a bit of the um, the race on uh, Sunday morning. I did watch a bit of the race before Ness, Nissany and Hauger had their accident. Um. And I did notice it was different commentators. Yeah, I think I think Alex Jakes was busy because he was having to do everything for Channel Four this weekend. So they got they got somebody in who, um, I mean, he was co-commentator with Tom Gaymore, and I think they'd met about five minutes before the first commentary they did. Just leave Tom Gaymore to do it. Tom Gaymore is fine. Mm. You know, when when you've got an expert, which Tom Gaymore, I would say, definitely is. You know, knowledgeable, knows his racing, knows who the drivers are, knows who the teams are. When you've got yep. somebody like that sat next to you, you don't spend all the time talking over them about something that's not even on screen. No. And congratulations to Logan Sargent, by the way. We've we've spoken about him before. I think he's a Williams Academy driver, isn't he? He is. He's uh, one of the best-named drivers of all time, yes. period. Logan Sargent. I mean, come on. Uh, and uh, the F2's first American winner, I believe. He does have a brother as well who also races, whose name eludes me, but the name is also good. Oh, please let him be Wolverine. I don't. I don't think it's Wolverine. Oh, it's... Um, happy Independence Day to everybody in America, or as we call it. By the time this is out, we will call it Timble Day. Yeah, that's well. No, actually, it will, it will come out still on Monday for oh, okay. uh, for some Americans, for the American Patreons, it will. So happy Independence Day today to our American patrons and happy Independence Day belatedly yesterday for all the American non-patrons. I think I got that right. Dalton Sargent is the brother. Right, okay. So they are from Professor X's Superhero Academy. Mm. Dalton and Logan Sargent. (laughs) Or they're YouTubers. That's Logan Paul. (laughs) (coughs) Oh dear, Choke, uh, choking here. Um, anything else sort of we noticed in particular that doesn't fit in with the usual team by team? Can't think of anything. I know we glossed over it just very briefly there, and we don't want to talk about it too much. But Bernie Eccleston really needs to be careful when he says, "I would take a bullet for Vladimir Putin." Because Putin yeah. might take him it's seriously. Quite, it's quite a high-stake yeah, yeah, yeah. offer at the moment, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, publicly offering is. Um, you know, on national uh, television, is uh, brave uh, uh, at least. I'm um, quite like I. I thought. Did Did anyone read the um, comments Lewis meant, said about the protesters? I haven't. Well, actually. Lewis and Vettel, I should his. say. Yeah, they 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 sort of came out saying like, oh, they they respect the right to protest, but you've got to do it in a. Uh, yeah. in a safe, safe manner and stuff yeah, like that and I, I get what I but I know but I get where they're coming from hmm. but I think the, the problem I have with it is that um, when you deal like, I, I don't believe you're dealing with if you've got people running onto an active race yeah, circuit that is not a safe way of doing it 
No, no, no but, you, but you're not dealing with normal protesters there. You're dealing with mm. extremists. Yeah. Like literal yeah. extremists. Yeah. And I, it and was I, the stop I, oil lot as well, wasn't it? Which is mm. which is strange. Well, they dressed as marshals reasons. as well, so that they were yeah. in orange and would blend. The, in. Uh, I mean, just the st- the whole stop oil thing in general is it, it, it's an unreasonable request. It's like the band called Bring Me the Horizon. No, it's fucking impossible. <laughs> um, <laughs> that but, is uh, it. <laughs> it makes total sense. <laughs> but. Um, the, uh, maybe they wanted the prob- a, maybe they wanted a copy of a science documentary series that used to be on BBC Two it, up to about ten it, years it ago. It is a quote. <laughs> it is a quote from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I, um, I also think that that um, they, they they clearly don't have any power in their houses, given that the the, the power stations near their homes must be powered by fossil fuels. Of course, um, because uh, they they missed the the what we spoke about last week about sustainable fuels. In Formula One for 2026, and also uh, that drop in fuel, hopefully being used uh, in road cars by 2030. Um, I can't think of a, of, a, of another um, technological advancement that's passed on from top level motorsport to road users in like less than four years. Um, that's a ridiculously short amount of time for for that to. Uh, to happen and formula one is okay not perfect by any stretch of the imagination like we said last week it's all carbon offsets and um you know a 99 percent of their carbon footprint comes from logistics and not the actual racing um but the but they're trying to do something about it they're actively they're actively saying look we're responsible for this so we need to try and do a bit more about it why don't they go and protest something that not doing anything about it. Yeah, it doesn't accept any responsibility. I agree. I, I think the the problem I have with it is is the hubris of it. It's the, there's over what well, over a hundred thousand people there to watch this race. These cars are going to go flying around a corner towards you at sixty miles an hour, and someone ones they go. No, I absolutely must stop this immediately because I have a point yeah. to make. Apparently, they thought the red flag was for them. <laughs> like no, something well, much more interesting is happening. You sit on yeah. the track and do fuck all. Just mm. sorry, just the cars just were about two hundred meters away from them when the red flag was thrown. Mm. Yeah, just to close what what I was going to say though. I do I do think because I've noticed a couple of like of other like journal uh, Formula One journalists as well uh, going down this avenue of oh it's it, wrong way to do it by respect their right to protest and stuff like that. Like, but I really don't think when you're dealing with like I say you're dealing with extremists. To even even put words out which can be misstrewn as support, it's probably yeah. just best not to say mm. anything. Yeah, just, you can... just don't talk about it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to stop oil, go and stand in front of a diesel train. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. See how well. See how well that goes. Are there any trains running at the minute? Because I thought that I thought you know they're all uh, that I'll run out of. Staff. Oh, it's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, Mick Lynch has uh, said no. Yeah. <laughs> While we're, on the su- while we're on the subject of sustainable fuels, though, um, Vettel doing a lap in the FW14B, which he's had converted to run on sustainable fuel, and it sounds exactly like it used to when it was running on petrol with extra lead. Yeah, it hasn't got that much extra in it, apparently. it's um, It's got an, a couple of extra filters. But yeah, it, it sounded fantastic. I lost count. So lost count of the number of tweets saying "bring back V12s" that I saw at that, uh, that exact moment. I think it's V10, isn't it? I think that Renault. Is it? I think. 
It's more V's Possibly. than the current, current number of V's. More V's than there are at the moment, yeah. Mm. Facts. More, more V's and more C's. Not mm. CC's. Um, yeah, it was good to see that on track. I didn't realise that um, Seb had actually um, bought it because the reason that he bought it was it was the first car he saw win. And he's always he's, wanted, that, that's, he's always wanted that's to buy it. That's why he's got number five on his... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he's got number five on his car as well. Well, that car was red five. Yeah, but that's why he runs mm. number five on his car. Oh, was it? Because, because, with, of, because, with, because of Mansell's um, Williams. Never never knew he was that much of a fan, but that, that makes it that makes it even cooler. You don't remember the old Top Gear episode when he did an impression of Nigel Mansell? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember that. May have to look that one up on YouTube. That one has uh, that one's slipped my memory. It's quite good. <laughs> right. Shall we go through the teams? Let's right. do it. Um, Alfa Romeo with a double DNF. Joe, obviously we've covered. Yes. Um, DNFs at sort of polar ends of the spectrum, really, for sort of level yeah, of Bottas drama. Yeah, stopped in the pits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Do we know why? Was was that another technical issue with a uh, power unit for Alfa Romeo? Or? I th- it was definitely something technical. Whether it was power unit or not, I do not know. Uh, I have got the press release up here. Um, and it was a gearbox issue. According to Fred Vasseur. Mm, okay. Um, it's been power unit, hasn't it? Mostly when Grand Nugeau was actually retired. Yeah. They, the, they, they just had sort of low-key, continual gremlins, I think. Because they, they had all the problems with the anti-stall. And then they fixed that, and then something else happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, just basically, um, Gearbox went. Um, Bottas is just saying, it's an issue... Wasn't terminal at the time, but had to stop to prevent further damage. Fair enough. Yeah, you, uh, I think did we have that with we had that with a couple of other cars as well, mm-hmm. didn't we? Um, stopping to prevent further damage. Well, now it's um, now the parts are even more limited. You're gonna you're gonna we're gonna see a lot more of that this season. It wasn't Gasly a stop to prevent further damage. I know we haven't talked about him yet, but yeah. Uh, funnily, um, enough, funnily enough, we're doing Alpha Tauri next. Well, oh, are we? I mean, yes. by okay. that point, he'd been hit by Russell and his teammate a couple of times. So he might have just had a bit of a, like, fuck it, can't be arsed. Yeah, he... Um... I mean, it was, it, was a great, it was a great bit of synchronisation that him and Sonoda did when uh, Sonoda punted him. Well, Sonoda got the penalty, but to me it was a bit 50-50. I don't think it was completely Sonoda's fault. I think Sonoda was out and centering it a little bit, going for a gap that exists, but very quickly that gap didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> if you no longer go for a gap, Mr. Jackie. <laughs> Are you saying that puts Sonoda now up to eight penalty points? Uh, yes, wow. it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's going to have to go a little bit on the careful side. Uh, when do his next points disappear? Um, let me see. Got to look on WTF one because that's the first one that comes up. Um, Sonoda is not due to lose any. Oh, um, Sonoda is not due to lose any points until November now. 
Mm. Oh, hang on. No, sorry, tell light. He lost two today, so he's back down to six. Okay, that's still quite a long stretch if November are the next one's coming off. Yes, because he, um, he managed to get two in Austria last year. Both for uh, crossing the white line at the pit entry. So yes, it did put him onto eight penalty points until yesterday, when two of them two of them got struck off this morning. Okay, fine. But yeah, um, yeah, you don't want teammates hitting each other. Imagine they both probably got a rap on the knuckles for that. Gasly didn't finish the race. Char makes a good point. He had been hit by multiple cars at that point, so it could have just been a case of this car is fucked. I'm just going to retire it. Because it... <laughs> I mean, it, it did. It did look like they were going to have to um, do some serious work on the um, on the rear suspension. Mm. Not quite as much as they were going to have to do on Ocon's, but still, uh, still a fair bit. And all in all, yeah, just not the weekend that AlphaTauri wanted. What'd they really say? struggle. No. They really struggle getting a weekend together sometimes, don't mm. they, AlphaTauri? Yeah. Now and again, now and again, you get a driver that goes and does like a standout performance, but they're so inconsistent. Yeah, you just don't know what version of them is going to turn up at any one time. Yeah, I, I think we need to stop having the conversation at the beginning of the year now as well of whether AlphaTauri can be like third best team on the grid this year. I, I don't think this is ever going to happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they always look quite strong, don't they? Um, early doors, but um, maybe they're the new Force India in terms of bag sanding. But the, yeah, uh, maybe. I, I, they are the team that's gone backwards quicker than anyone else, aren't they? Yeah. As the season's progressed. It's so weird as well, isn't it? I, I mean, I know they run as their own team and stuff like that, but you know, when you've got, a, when you've got the, the parent team, which is... you. Know, largely regarded of, you know, regardless of whether they get all the bits together in the right order to make the car the fastest car you know it's it's always one of the best designed cars on the uh, on the grid and it, it's just weird how that just doesn't naturally filter down when you look yeah. at how um all of a sudden the connection and, and realistic like quite loose connection that uh alpha tower uh, not alpha tower sorry um Alfa Romeo, uh, Salba has with Ferrari, that's really pushed that team on. You know, it's really that that connection has really helped drag that team a bit further up the grid from where they were. Mm. It's it's just strange when you consider how long uh, Toro Rosso slash Alfa Tauri has been in Formula One now as the sister team. It it's weird. It's just it's just weird why e- either either they they really don't put the funds into it for that to, to even be possible. Or I, I, I just don't, mm. I don't understand because it would make sense, wouldn't it? It would make, it would make more sense for Red Bull to, to really plow some, uh, some money and effort into Alpha Tauri and make that team like McLaren, at least, you know, it's if, if they were constantly in this sort of fifth, fourth sort of area of every Grand Prix, um, if you've got Max fighting at the uh, at the front, those times where you have like Lewis or Charles Leclerc or whoever it happens to be, like in fifth or sixth, if you've got like an Alpha Tauri in front of them constantly, that's more help towards your championship. Mm. I mean, you're talking about the inconsistencies. Um, thanks to Haas 
getting eighth and tenth yesterday. Um, AlphaTauri are now one of two teams without a double points finish in any race this season. Wow, that's quite something. The other one are Williams. They are because Latifi. That, that, but that's not. That's not right, is it? A t- for a team like AlphaTauri not to have a, at least one double points finish, like a ninth and a tenth. Yeah, you would yeah. have thought at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But no, they um, they haven't actually got double points all season, and we're now ten races in. That is mad. That's quite, it's quite something. Yeah. Is it? Do you think? I mean, is is that? Is that more of a Sonoda problem, maybe, than a well, AlphaTauri well, problem? I don't know, because, I mean, Sonoda... Gasly's had some pretty bad results as well, hasn't he? Sonoda, yeah. Sonoda scored points in three races. Gasly has scored points in three races. Yeah, no, it's fair then, isn't it? I, do, do you think there's um, there's been a little bit of a change in Gasly since he's had to re-sign for that team? Lost the will to live. A little bit. Yeah, I think maybe... You know, after his win last year and stuff, and realistically, an absolutely outstanding year for Gasly last year, you know, with, with given the car he's got, um, to be completely overlooked again by Red Bull, because he was clearly wanting to get back into that seat, uh, and overlooked by other teams when there was a potential exit for him. I, I, I just wonder whether he's uh, he's dropped his head a little bit. Yeah, that's possible. I don't think he wants to stay there, does he? But in order to be in Formula One, he's kind of got to he'd just rather, sit there. <clears throat> yeah, he'd rather he'd rather be there than nowhere. I, I suppose. I mean, obviously, I don't know know this because you don't know what goes on within teams. And I'm sure he gets. I know France Toast, for instance. I I can never say his second name. French Toast. Um, French, French Toast. toast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know he's a big fan of him, isn't he? Like he's a. Mm. Uh, um, he said in the past that he thinks he deserves to be up there with the the Russells and Leclerc's as far as new like the young drivers go. Um, but if when you, if everybody's honest, he doesn't want to be an Alpha Tauri. Realistically, Red Bull probably don't want him in Alpha Tauri either. They've just they just haven't got any other Red Bull drivers to plug in. Yeah, um, and to be honest with you, if Max isn't going anywhere. He's he's contracted to like twenty twenty eight or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, Pe- Perez might go off the boil quite quickly. He might retire. And um, there's n- they've got nobody else to put in that car, as you say. They I mean they had to look outside of the team to get Perez in. Mm-hmm. So if, if when the time comes for Perez to go, I'd probably say at the moment Albon again. Mm. I mean, I'd look at Gasly. Of course, I would because I think Gasly's an ace driver, but. A Red Bull likely to look at him. That's the thing, isn't it? I think uh, I think Albon's got more of a chance of getting back in that car than Gasly. At the current moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, Al- Albon is doing better comparatively than Gasly is. Yeah, but Albon's absolutely. gone to Williams and is kind of showing Williams that he was worthy of the upgrades this weekend ahead mm-hmm. of Latifi. Mm. Mm. I, I don't actually think you can fault Albon. The, the, no, the not at all. He's he he's showing the potential he showed in Alpha Tauri before mm-hmm. he got Red Bulled. Yeah, the potential yep. that got him into Red Bull. Yeah, not the potential that obviously 
did or did not yeah. keep him there. <laughs> the another one of the things as well, like I think the uh, the jumping out of the um, uh, I, I'm sorry, this will get back around to Albon uh, jumping out of the Red Bull with uh, sorry jumping out of the Mercedes to go and check on Joe, and uh, it always those comments that George Russell made about Albon, where he said you know he's a he's a world class driver and red bull are making him look like an idiot mm-hmm. the, that that always stuck with me is like russell seemed like a good guy <laughs> yeah and it was very un-russell ish as well like i think at that point he was very sort of nice cheery chappy george always saying sort of good things so to be quite critical of a team was like oh okay something's going on especially there. when he when he might need to drive there one day yeah. <laughs> 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 <coughs> oh god Breathing in the wrong way. Uh, we are actually on Williams next, so we can just carry on talking about. Um, well, I mean, album we have covered really. Um, yeah, he, yeah. Discharged he, from hospital late last night. About, seems about, fine. About eight thirty. Yeah. Um, was taking selfies earlier on, so good. Doing well, and um, now it's now it's a question of um, what. What bits of the car are they going to manage to salvage to uh, to run in Austria? Because of course, don't forget it's a two race weekend this weekend. Mm. Yeah, but they're at Britain this weekend, so they hopefully can just load the truck up with some spares and get it down there. It's more a question of whether if they're got, ready. It's more a question of whether they've got the spares or not, according to Yosca uh, Peter. Right. Okay. Um, he said it's a case that we're going to have to see, um, and then the one that some people have voted as driver of the day, Latifi. I, uh, driver of the day, I don't know. That, that he, feels a bit much. I, th- I think they were being, I think, I think <laughs> no, they were being no, no. generous. They were being generous. He, I mean, he had his best qualifying performance. Um, he actually ran in the race in the top ten for the first time all season. Yeah, but he's driving a bloody Williams, and he only dropped down to twelfth. <laughs> so I can understand why some people were like, Nicholas Latifi did well, not to a bin it. Or, or B, fucking finish last eight laps behind everyone. Eight laps is an exaggeration, obviously. Well, he finished He finished in front of two cars. I'm with Flood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he was my driver of the day. I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying he, he, he was a driver. You know, I'm not, he, he wasn't my driver of Williams, and he was the only one that finished. <laughs> I mean, props to him for actually managing to um, survive qualifying without sticking it in a wall. He was quite. I mean, he was quick in qualifying. There's no, you know, no doubt about it. He, uh, in, in conditions mm. that if someone said gun to head, how many pieces is his car going to be in by the time Saturday's finished? You wouldn't have gone one. More than one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always multiples of that. Right. I, I'm. Um... I, I am go- going to quote some tweets from um, friend of the podcast and um, former co-host Kieran Thompson. Uh, where are we? Former co-host makes it sound like he's never doing this job again. Occasional co-host. <laughs> yeah. o- occasional co-host and resident pop expert. <laughs> uh, right. We're going to a beer festival after qualifying. It finishes at six. I beg, no rain. Cast condition ales are calling. First Canadian well, to bin it is going to be in my bad books. <laughs> <laughs> safe bet. It was a safe bet. Oh, yeah, always is. You know, if he weather conditions, there's going to be a Canadian in a wall at some point. 
Um, or last last stroll, as I heard him getting called over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. It was it was another Williams Latifi performance. Um, didn't get points. Right, Aston Martin. Last stroll. Last stroll. <laughs> yeah, um, wasn't last though, was he? Let's be no, he was. He was no, he all right in the race. He was first place outside of the points. Number, ah, the num- Esteban Gutierrez. Uh, number one on the bubbling under chart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you at Goodwood in a few years, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, we had, he had his usual qualifying performance. See, this is yeah. the thing. If he could even do a half-decent qualifying, <laughs> he would well, the thing be is, in the it points. Was it was wet. He's really good in the wet. Mm. Yeah, um, he's really good in the wet, and he's really good on tracks that are pretty quick. Silverstone's a fast track. Like Lance Stroll was on pole in Turkey when it was wet a couple of years ago. I think it was his only pole position. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's excelled in qualifying at Monza and then in the race as well when it was wet uh, in a Williams, which let's be honest wasn't very good. Um, and yet he just disappeared at Silverstone. But then again, so did Vettel in qualifying. Yeah, so I wonder if it's a a, a more car centric issue than than driver. Does does the Aston Martin just not work in the rain because well, they had be- the same issue last last week in, or two weeks ago in Canada? I mean, it's only just started working better in the dry, and it did work all right in the dry. Both of them in the race were fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Aston, I think there are issues. I mean, there are rumours flying around that Lauren Stroll is ready to sell up to um, to the first bidder. The first mm. or the highest? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure we can do a whip round. <laughs> the first sensible bidder, unfortunately. <laughs> Patrons, right, put your hands okay. back in your pockets. You'd... Although, hang on. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently Lauren Stroll is ready to sell the team. And who'd, who'd have thought, you know, buying a Formula One team for his son to play with was going to be a difficult prospect? Hmm. Aston Martin themselves are in a little bit of issue, are they not? Um, the actual co- co- company, car company, entity, road car. They've been Aston doing Martin. something to try and, like, release money recently. Hmm. Let me... Uh... Yeah, after um, after Lawrence Stroll bought them out of their seventh um, time in administration. Yeah, Aston Martin looks for new investors as financial troubles increase. This is from CarBuzz.com. Don't know how um, reliable a source this is. I've not got a clue. But on the 1st of July... Isn't that, uh, isn't that, isn't that what Brummies call taxis? Um, It's over a billion dollars of debt, Aston Martin, apparently. Wow. That's not a small amount, is it? Let's be honest. No. So, yeah, just having a quick scan. So continue talking whilst I have a quick scan through this uh, article to see Mm. if there's anything. I mean, this is is not all that long after they've, again, had a bit of a whip round and... Toto Wolf seemed to put a load of money in. This is another sort of big push for investors. 
Doesn't Toto Wolf phone something like five percent of Aston something Martin? Like something like that. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's um, it's it's an amount. Yeah. It's an amount that you wouldn't think um, somebody like him would earn. But yeah, it's uh, it doesn't mention anything about the Formula One team. But if they are looking, because we know that Lawrence Stroll is the chairman of Aston Martin Road Cars and also the Formula One team. Uh, if they're looking to offload, um some pretty quick debts let's be honest because you you don't make money in formula one unless you're like the most successful team and even then it's probably just going straight back into the team Mm. um yeah then selling the team might save aston martin as a road car company Mm. oh total one's 4.8 percent well so sorry i was exaggerating by (laughs) point (laughs) two yeah i think the only thing is is that didn't Stroll essentially buy Austin Martin just to brand the Formula One team? Yes. Yes, he did it to 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 brand the Formula One team. And also, he thought about um, turning Aston Martin into a different style of road car manufacturer, which is why we've seen like the track cars, like the uh, what's the other one called? You got the Valkyrie, which is a few years old now. Is it the uh, the Valhalla? The other one, mm. um, big track cars uh costing a lot of money nobody's buying them so (laughs) yeah um because in the current climate they're far too expensive people Mm. are you know for track cars people are looking at mclarens and and ferraris people aren't looking at aston martin for a track car yeah i mean the um this is for our lemonade lifestyle friends again isn't it we said this last week it is um, Mr. Drew, this is all your fault. We'll have, to, we'll have to get them guys on here at some point. Yeah, dual pod. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do a crossover episode. <laughs> um, yeah, but the problems that Aston Martin have been having, it, it, it's all been the little niggly stuff that you'd think they'd have been able to sort out. Things like the wrong tyre pressure, mm-hmm. the wrong fuel temperature. The wrong driver. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, interestingly enough, Stroll's contract is up for renewal at the end of this season. And you mean he doesn't? He doesn't have a twelve-year golden handcuff deal. Funnily enough, no, and it, it surprised me that it was only on a it was only on a short-term one, which um, just makes me think: if there's any negotiations going on at the moment that we don't know about, is um, is one of these one of the clauses in there? Uh, the new owners will get to decide who the drivers are. You would think uh, they would want quite possibly. to. Yeah. We're thinking Audi then, are we? That would probably buy Aston Martin off of Lawrence Stroll. Continue to be the favourites, I think. But uh, is Lawrence Stroll not just built a new factory for that team? I assume he sells that with it. Yeah, but right next door to where they were, mm-hmm. as Jordan, all those years ago, is their new facility. So yes, yeah, get yeah, a team I, I with a so. brand new facility. What better deal could you be looking for? <laughs> come for the come for the racing. Stay for the canteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. It seems if uh, if Audi wanted to come in, it seems the 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 best thing to do, doesn't yeah. it? Would be to buy Aston Martin. Yeah, and well, then... they said they wanted to buy an existing team rather than start one from the ground up. Yeah, and then. They'll be in a position to have the um, the German dream team next year of Vettel and Hulk. Oh. 
Nico Hulkenberg. Still thinking. I suppose so. Actually, yeah, he's their reserve driver, isn't he? So yeah. it's not, he is, not, he not is now, totally off the cards. He is now bottom in the Drivers' Championship, I believe. Latifi has now finally eclipsed him. Yes, yes. Latifi is now 20th out of a 21. 20th out of a 20-car championship. Yeah, Hulkenberg slipped into that 21st spot. Season's not over. There's still COVID to be had. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but going going across to the um, to the other side of the garage that can occasionally get something something better out of the car. Um, Vettel um, did all right. He's he's completely hamstrung by the car. I think he's still not one hundred percent come to terms with it. He doesn't. I don't think he he thinks it's very good. Well, he thinks it's good, or you don't think no, he thinks he, it's good. I, I think he thinks it's shit, but he just doesn't want to say. It's renegotiation year, isn't it? Well. I think every year is renegotiation year. <laughs> but um, you did, didn't really see a lot of that on the TV coverage, mainly because there was more exciting battles going on. I mean, he... he... Made spaces up. He avoided a lot of the shit, didn't he, on that first first lap, and then consistently made spaces up as the race went on. He didn't. Well, you he say he, quite... you say he avoided the shit on the first lap. He was kind of involved in fifty percent of it when um, he had he had nowhere to go apart from Albon's gearbox. Yeah, he's he's responsible for us, not responsible. He hit Alex Albon, which put Albon into the wall, mm-hmm. but his car was undamaged, from what I could tell. You know, he didn't he didn't. I have to trawl back to the pits with you know two wheels or anything like that. No, it was straight front wing, wasn't it? So new, yeah. new front wing for him and that should have been fine. So um yeah. I, I don't know what what I thought was quite telling was that Vettel finishing ninth and his protege, if you will, Mick Schumacher, well up the road from him in eighth place. Um, fighting Max Verstappen for seventh, and Vettel apparently in the last two laps was watching the TV screens as he was going round um, and cheering Mick Schumacher on from inside his car. Now, the last time there was a reference to Vettel watching the TV screens, it was when he was that far in the lead in a Red Bull that um, he was watching the screens just for entertainment. He was what he was. He was asking um, how somebody got a faster slap. Was he? I can't remember who it was now. Yeah, back in the days when Vettel would set the fastest lap on the final lap of the race. I mean, he really didn't need to. Yeah, <laughs> no points. Just no, I've, been, I've been bored for 30 laps. I'm just going to do something now. Yeah. Uh, right, where do we go on to from here? Um, Haas. It, it is on to Haas, yeah. So It, it is. Du- double points. Double, yeah. double points for, God, the first time since... Well, the first, definitely the first time in the Mick Schumacher era because yeah. his first yes. points ever. Yeah. First time since 2018 or 2019. Germany 2019 was the last double points finish. Jesus, that's a while back. So, yeah, yeah so Magnussen 10th, Mick Schumacher 8th. Mick Schumacher's first points in Formula 1. Mm. It was a good battle that Mick was having with Max towards the end. It was, and I thought he was a bit more mature and sensible because obviously he knew if he got it wrong or if Max was, mm-hmm. let's be honest, being Max, um, <laughs> that that it'd be quite quite easy for uh, Mick Schumacher to end up with no points again like yeah. he did in Miami. I think that's basically the position that uh, Max put him in, wasn't it? Uh, Max kind of put him in that position of, look, we can have an accident here. 
you tell or you can finish eighth yeah <laughs> or you can or you can get some points because i need every point i can get yeah i'm just i'm just looking there was um let's have a look uh i don't know i don't know where this has come from um jeff sent us this on a tweet from f1 shade room according to max um about his battle with Nick Schumacher, I was like, well, he has to back off now, otherwise we're both out. Luckily, he's smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does It does sound like a very Max kind of... It does. <laughs> he, that's almost Schumacher levels of arrogance. Like, Michael Schumacher levels yeah. of arrogance. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Max is quite at the point where he can back up that level of of ballsiness out on the track just no. yet especially not in a damaged car no. i mean i mean if you said what was it he had, um, I... he had gasly's end plate in his in his floor <coughs> excuse is me is that what it was mm. if you'd said after last year's british grand prix oh never mind max you'll be fighting mick schumacher in the Haas next year he... <laughs> 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 i don't think he would have come back <laughs> <laughs> But it just goes to show, doesn't it, how what an improvement Haas have made by not concentrating on twenty twenty one at all whatsoever. Um, double points, double points finish is, is 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 fantastic for them and was impossible mm-hmm. last year. Points finish was impossible for them last year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So well done to Mick Schumacher. And as I said before, when we were talking about that first lap incident, the on board from Kevin Magnussen, who I think started on the last row of the grid. The the weaving his way through everything and not hitting a single thing. I I, I watched his on board and then after we after we got through the first turn, I went. I said out loud, "Fucking hell, Kevin! Have you bought a lottery ticket today?" <laughs> he, he did very, probably a mix of very well and just very very lucky. Yeah, I think we're seeing. I think we're seeing a better K Mag since he's come back. I think that year off has actually done him the world of good. Mm. He's a good driver. He just probably had a shit car for most of the time he was at Haas. Yeah. Shit car, and I think shit situation as well. With when you, uh, he like he's had Grosjean. Apart, apart from Haas, Haas gave him a little bit of stability. But apart apart from that, because what we, like McLaren threw him away on did his bir- on Re- his birthday. Yeah, did he go to Renault after that? Was he in Renault for a hot minute? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, vaguely, threw... vaguely sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, Renault threw him away. Um, and Haas gave him some stability, but then the he didn't get on with Grosjean, did he? Mm. For, you know, for and, and they, they had like quite the time together. Um, which uh, the looking at the way he I always used to sort of kind of call both those drivers and you say, Well, it's time time to look for for, for like for a whole new lineup, but you know, it's Grosjean's the Grosjean has been a consistently crashy one. Maybe Magnussen was just unfortunate to be sort of a pretty a pretty aggressive racer, and given where his cars were, he was always on track next to a crashy Grosjean. So it's not ideal. Yeah. Mm. For anyone that didn't Mi- see last night's IndyCar uh, race last night, um, have a look for the highlights, especially Grosjean's team radio and. Um, after he'd already been punted off once, wasn't happy, was he? Oh no, we had we had um, Prime Grosjean back. Amazing. 
Amazing. He wanted to talk- that about Kevin Magnussen. Kevin Magnussen was, and I think he might still be, the only driver to have driven all four power units uh, in the Ooh. turbo hybrid era. Well, that's um, fun. Yes, yes, because... He did Mercedes and Honda at McLaren. He then went to Renault, and then he did drove the Ferrari at Haas. So, yeah, he will be the, uh, will be the only one. I don't think anybody else has driven all four. Valtteri Bottas has got Two or three? I can't remember. Doesn't, anyway. Don't think Bottas has ever driven a Renault, has he? No, he won't have done. Oh, no, it was pre... Uh, Willi- well, they were Williams Renault when he joined, but that was pre-Turbo Hybrid. Yes. Yeah, because I think Williams have been Mercedes since the Hybrid mm-hmm. era started, haven't they? Yeah, I think That's so. That's why they were good at first. Yes. Uh, right, next up, McLaren. Non-descript, I mean, Lando Norris... I had a pretty decent Sunday. Um, you know, the the pace clearly isn't quite there in that McLaren, but oh, hello, cat. Whose cat is that? Uh, that was Dizzy. I just yeah, I just no, launched okay. the cat so I could sit up a bit better and not cough oh, okay. a lot. I do apologise for my cough. No, that's all right. It was the cat more than anything. The cat <laughs> yeah. like she was right right on the microphone. There. I don't apologise yeah. for the cat. She's alone to herself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Lando had a fantastic Sunday. Is Danny Rick still struggling? I watched a video. I watched one of Scott Mansell's videos on Danny Ricardo, um, Driver Sixty One on YouTube. He's really interested in Scarbs. Takes part in a lot of Scott's videos as well. And um, as to why the, the video basically explains why Ricardo's driving style doesn't work at McLaren. I'm not going to explain it now. Go and watch the video. It's really cool. Yeah, because he's not. He's not performing. It's there's no, no, as far as I can see, there's no real, obvious outsider looking in reason for the gap we saw between them this weekend. Yeah. There was no there's big a issue. Friend of the podcast, Scarbs explains it quite well as uh, so to what the technical issue is at, the Mc- at McLaren, and then Scott Mansell describes why Daniel Ricciardo's driving style doesn't work with that setup. Hmm. They're going to have to make wholesale changes for um, for next year for that car, but is it going to compromise Lando? Because mm. I mean, Dan, Danny's saying that he will he will be there next year. Yeah, well, I think that's the case because if Gasly's not going anywhere, I think he was prime target for McLaren if Ricardo was leaving or getting kicked out. I mean, Matt, so I think Mad Madcap theory: McLaren has more considerably more drivers than seats at the moment mm-hmm. because they've signed Alex Rossi. Um, the keeping Pato an indie car. An indie car. Well, that's the thing. The signs of McLaren, but in the McLaren family, not many of these Fe- drivers have super license. Ross, um, does Ross- Rosenquist have one? So Rosenquist, they've signed, but they haven't specified to which team. No, that's what I was asking. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They've also got they've Rosenquist also- does not have a super license. They've also got Pato Award, who I actually think does qualify. Because he's done, he's done he's done the mileage in an F one car potentially. Alex Rossi, I think, is one test away from getting his super license because he he will obviously have had one previously. But yeah, but after it... three years of inactivity, that's when yeah. it expires. So nobody tell Kamui Kobayashi <laughs> he will make that comeback. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got they've got more drivers than they have seats. I think you've you've got to look at what McLaren is as an organisation now, and the 
the way they go about being McLaren, like the, the way McLaren, the let, let's say orange, like the M- McLaren orange rather than McLaren silver, for instance, go about things very differently. Um, I think branding is so important to McLaren now. Like it's, it, it, it's almost in like a not a um. Well, kind of, kind of, it is almost, almost like Ferrari. You know, like we've we've always said that Ferrari, Ferrari are a team to sell T-shirts, not cars. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ferrari, Ferrari try to sell a lifestyle. Yeah, yes. I think McLaren do the same thing now, but they're doing it in like a hipper, trendier, cool, sort of slightly young younger. Way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you imagine the brand power it would have um, if you had Lando Norris, which is like one of the most popular young drivers on the grid. And I think when you watch the McLaren uh, like YouTube stuff, uh, Lando's stopped McLaren YouTube videos being cringe because he understands that world. He understands that demographic. And um, But if you, so if you had that, and then with the extra US races we have, you get a driver in, which is a known driver in america for, through indycar i i think that's gonna be pretty fucking uh attractive to mclaren oh yeah i mean you look at you look at alex rossi you know he's american he's won the indy 500 mm-hmm. so right, let's just go through their indycar drivers again because they have committed to run three cars in indy next year and their formula e team mm. so they definitely have rossi and award signed to IndyCar at this point. And then they Juan Pablo Montoya was in the McLaren garage this weekend. He well, no, well he Montoya. drives he drives for Zach Brown's team, doesn't he? In in yeah. um No Formula it? One twenty twenty three comeback. <laughs> Love to see it. Um <laughs> so yeah, Rosenquist officially is signed to the McLaren family, but the hot rumour they were talking about during the IndyCar coverage last night is that McLaren want a bigger name in the IndyCar team. And are prepared to palm Rosenquist off to Formula E if they can get a bigger name. Don't know who the bigger name is. So that's Daniel where they. Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo would be a big name. Yeah, I mean, who are McLaren's current drivers in Formula E? Is it is Formula E not a new thing for them? This oh, sorry, it's next year. They bought they bought the Mercedes yes. team, haven't they? Yes. Yeah, they have bought the Mercedes team, so it would have been <laughs> Nick De Vries and stuff all that door. Familiar, anyone? Stuff, stuff they don't want already. <laughs> so, I mean, I suppose. See, the thing is, it's I know Pato Award because I, I, I still think he might find himself in Formula One. Um, I know he's contracted to IndyCar. But like we say, it's McLaren. I'm oh, yeah. sure if I'm sure if they suddenly decided they needed another Formula One driver, McLaren could organise the release of Pato Award to go to McLaren. They could, yeah, they could Red Bull their drivers, I suppose, quite easily and then shuffle them about a bit. I've just seen a picture on Twitter of Valtteri Bottas with Sam Ryder. Are they brothers? This was rumoured throughout Eurovision, wasn't it? That you, you that they've never been seen together. Well, apparently they they have, they, now. They have now. Well, there you go. Yeah, and Sam Ryder managing to change the national anthem from "God Save the Queen" to "I Want fucking to Sound Like Queen." It was a fucking busy anthem. Mm. I I didn't like it. 
<laughs> it was just silly. I, I yeah, I, I enjoyed it for being a bit weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't mind silly. It's 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 when it's just 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 yeah, pure over the top. It, it, to be fair, I don't know that we need national anthems at the beginning of every race. That you was know Vladimir where you Putin, are. Putin, who actually well, they, they, they always used to have the, that, didn't they? They always used to have yeah. the national anthem. It's just that Putin insisted on the drivers coming to the front, which is why we called it the Putin Parade. Yeah, yeah, and now they get fined if they're not there in time. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm the... battling with a cat here. How many cats have you got? One, but they're all dizzy. Well, we've got technically we've got two cats. Yes, one one dizzy. What? Uh, one thousand five hundred dizzies and Bruno, who is keeping himself or to Bruno. himself. Uh, it's always the quiet one you need to worry about the most. That's the problem. Um, so yeah, Lando ended up having um, having good, a decent time of things. Qualified sixth, finished sixth. It was a shame. He should should have been fifth. Kind of got mugged by Alonso because of poor strategy, really, didn't he? Who Lando? Yeah. He finished. Well, yeah, he had he... to make a pit stop, but they kind of hung him out a little bit longer than they needed to, didn't they? Yeah, gave gave Alonso track position. If they if they 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 should have just. I don't understand why they didn't bring him in when the safety no, car came no, out. No, no, no. There's a cat on a wine rack. Cat on a wine. Oh rack. my god! Gonna hit pause. <laughs> this is a big problem. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that jump cut, but um, check our Twitter and look for the hashtag podcat on a wine rack. Just, just to see the drama that Dizzy was causing. Where were we? Had we finished? Had we finished with McLaren? I think so. We, we yeah. Spoke of, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think I have more to add on McLaren. Is it Alpine up next? It was is. It just, yes. just quickly. Well, just quickly. Was this the biggest gap between? Um, Ricardo and it feels uh, like Norris we've seen. Without looking it up, big. I would say biggest non shenanigans gap. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's been bigger gaps in the season. But uh especially uh, especially in the very early races. But, mm. Uh mm. yeah. Uh I wouldn't be so sure. But we need a stat man. <laughs> you, right, quick before we move off the man, what kind of because we are sort of approaching mid midway through the season. Uh what do you guys think? Do you guys think he's going to be in a car next year, or, or in a McLaren next year? Yeah, I think I think, I think he will so. be. I think so. He's he, he said he as good as is. Yeah, I I don't think he's going to be in the car. I think I I I I think this is Daniel Ricciardo's last season in Formula One. Oh, and with looking it up, it was the um, joint uh, joint biggest gap, sixth to thirteenth. Uh, they also um, did it in Monaco. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I. I just. I don't see unless he can get his frame in a team lower down the grid, like a Haas or an uh, Austin Martin. I just don't see. He's. He's not. Um. He's. He's just not valuable enough for McLaren. He's. He's not sort of the bankable name he was when he went to Renault, is he? No, no, and realistically, he wasn't the bankable name in Renault. He hasn't been sort of Daniel Ricciardo. Like I know, I know there was been a race win in between a couple of podiums, but um, he hasn't been the Daniel Ricciardo throwing an uh, overtake up from five miles back for quite some time. Mm. It's, it's a shame. I like Daniel Ricciardo, but I just don't. 
I don't see when well, you've got you've got someone like Lando doing so well. You know, it's and he's just up there on his own most of the time. Mm. He did have um, his DRS break on him, so that wasn't well, that wasn't usable for most of the race this week. That's not ideal. But the thing is, he was already down there. I think you know, you may, maybe that stopped him trying to claw back claw his way back up. But he was already so far back before the race started. There's only so much. You know, there's 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 only so many excuses that you can give. Yeah, I mean, qualifying in fourteenth, mm. you know that that's that's McLaren Honda levels of qualifying. Well, Vettel yeah. Vettel made an early stop, and after he did, he was level on track with Ricardo for quite a while, and yet has obviously gone quite a bit further forward from there. Mm. Yeah, five more places or four more places. Uh, it's a tough one. Mm. Right. Uh, Alpine. Ocon, um, we know what happened at the start. Yeah, but do we think that was the reason that his eventual retirement, there was some kind of gearbox failure, wasn't there, or something? Was it fuel pressure? It was the fuel pump. Um, he, the, fuel, the fuel pump went and it just... Um, just around gearbox because he was stuck in second. I think he might have ended up in second just to try and coast home. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know whether it was directly caused by what happened at the start. I can't imagine that will have helped the car any. Um, but yeah, just a very unfortunate day, I think, for him. Mm. Yeah, caught caught up in everything, and then um, yeah, just. He, he seemed to be running okay. D- didn't appear to have any major damage from that, but um, the car let go. Yeah, I think probably w- was he in and around arse end of the points. Yeah, I think yeah. He, I think it was sort of. Um, he, it just, was that... he just passed Max Verstappen oh. when his car went. Of course he had. Yes. Mm. Yes, because he, he got past him, and all of a sudden Max comes back, and it's like, oh, Max is trying again now. Oh no, everyone's passing Ocon. Um, Alonso, on the other hand. Um, one of his quietly decent yeah. race. He he did a Carlos Sainz. Yeah, he did got on with it, and um, this didn't actually get mentioned during the uh, during the TV coverage because things were a little bit too a um, little bit too busy at the time, according to uh, according to Statman. Um, but Alonso has now driven the most distance in Grand Prix history. Oh, the equivalent of two thousand one hundred and ninety-five marathons. That's okay. a strange system of measurement. It is. <laughs> it is yeah, like I, I learned, I learned this week. Oh, sorry, this past week, that the uh, the Germans have a word, uh, which is dry kaiser hock. Uh, what? Which dry kaiser hock? Three cheese high. Three cheese high used to describe <laughs> used to describe a small child. But it depends how high your cheese is. Three, no no taller child. than three wheels of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> well, don't, don't, um, Hello Kitty and the Smurfs measured in apples. Apple is more of a fixed measure of unit, though, than a cheese. Like, yeah. it, are we talking about a baby bell? Or are we talking about one of those great big wheels that you like the size of a fucking car wheel? I think it's I think it's a car wheel of cheese. Yeah, dry kaiser hock. I'm I'm, yeah. go, I'm going for three cheese high. I'm going for and this this is go, this is going back a while more than a frog's worth. 
17 bottles worth. <laughs> um, Dan would have got that one if he was here. The, the other... Um, the other stat for the distance Alonso's driven is 54.2 million Alonso's laid out tip to toe. So he's quite wee, I think. Who the he? fuck is working this shit out? Sean, <laughs> I'm assuming Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an official it's an official F1 infographic and who's the official F1 it's a, statistician? It's a, long, it's a long flight across the Atlantic. You've got a lot of time to do these maths. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But yes, he he completely sensed it. Um, just one one minute the race is going on, the next minute it's finishing. It's like oh, shit, Alonso's fifth. Yeah, but when, during the safety car, I was sorry after the safety car had come in when it when um, uh, there was that huge battle going on, Leclerc and Perez and mm-hmm. Hamilton got involved. At one point, Alonso was getting involved with Hamilton. Yeah. I think he he potentially could have caught Leclerc if there'd been an extra couple of laps. He he wasn't far off. Yeah, let's have a look. What was the uh, what was the gap at the end? A second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a couple of laps, maybe and he, he might have got through. Yeah, I think I think we're now we're now sort of we've now hit the point. We're seeing the um, all right. Yeah, he's done the right thing by coming back. Because. Start of the season, I I have to admit, I was a little bit sceptical. I, I don't know if he's done the right thing by coming back or not, because he's still nowhere near a championship, is he? He hasn't been near a championship since um, the second time he left Renault. No, he had, he had oh, the one first time year with no, Ferrari, tw- didn't 2012, he? wasn't it? 2012, ended he up was backwards close. in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, that was 2012, wasn't it? When when Bruno Senna attacked, tagged him, uh, tagged Vettel, and it looked like the it looked like Alonso was going to win the championship in the last race. Then Vettel just did his Vetteling thing. Mm. Yeah, sorry, I didn't I didn't mean not not in with the hope of win since he left Ferrari, not his second time with Renault. I, I, it's easy to lose track how many times he's been at Enstone. <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, he's um he's he's. He's getting better, but do Renault have a championship-winning car yet? Do Alpine have no. a championship-winning car no. yet? No. I saw another Alpine in the wild oh. yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah, actual actual Alpine. That blue is beautiful. If that's the colour of the Formula 1 cars are in real life, that's awesome. I really, really like the colour. I've got to admit, I'm not. Um, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen a proper Alpine. No, I don't believe I have. I've seen it. Might be the same one twice, but I've seen two. <laughs> or it could be the first one and its mate. Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe the hunting pairs. I don't know. Uh, right, Mercedes, we're in, into the top three. Um, yeah, yeah, I've still managed to put Mercedes as the third best team, despite the fact they had a much improved weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was lap one aside. That w- that was the strongest showing from Mercedes this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barcelona as well. I think they were on par with Barcelona. It's definitely trending in the right direction for them, isn't it? Like they mm. are. I think Barcelona. Be... They didn't understand though, did they? That was the thing. They were like, we don't know why we're this quick here. <laughs> whereas, whereas they they brought the upgrades to Silverstone. They're like, we think this is going to do this, and mm. it has. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope so. It's just, and it's not just a case of Barcelona and Silverstone being similar circuits. 
at the at the well, there's there's, there's fewer low speed corners at um, Silverstone than there are in Barcelona. They're both smooth as fuck, though. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen but... that Gouge uh, Joe's halo has left in the track. Well, apart from that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smooth, smooth race circuits appear to be the uh, the friend to uh, the Mercedes, and which is what we've got a lot coming up of now, I suppose, going all the way through the summer, sort of into the in towards uh, September October time. Yeah, I mean it's it's Singapore that's going to be the next um, the next street track. Yeah, so. Well, I've lost my train of thought there. But yeah. Um, Mercedes improvement. Yeah, Mercedes have improved. Uh, and I, I, at the at the potential of uh, incurring Lee's wrath here, um, I agree with what Matty from WTEF1 said. Where it's just like, I don't care what anyone says. You're lucky that... he's only number two on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, he said that race was much better for having Lewis Hamilton mixing it with the Ferraris at the front. Yeah, rather I think than it just, I think rather than it just being because the Red Bulls kind of dropped away from the fight a little bit. Obviously, Perez managed to come back with a safety car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the yeah. discouraging thing is how quick the Red Bull was. If it, in a yeah. straight in yeah, a straight well fight fast. in a straight fight, Max Verstappen destroys the field, and Perez Perez works his way up to second. Like yeah, that. I don't think there's I don't think there's a there's a doubt in my mind that uh, Verstappen's going to walk probably the rest of this championship unless. Something incredible well, happens unless Mercedes can stop them, because Ferrari, think... Ferrari are incompetent beyond measure. <laughs> Their best strategist is, is Carlos Sainz. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, does Carlos Sainz get paid double when he, he gets strategy do, right? Because he is doing more work than anyone else in that area in that team. Yeah, so there's a strategist in the garage going, we need to do this, and then there's a driver out there who goes, absolutely not. And gets uh, it right. And stop twice. In, stop inventing things. Yeah, t- twice. Yeah, stop inventing things. Yeah, stop inventing things, guys. Come on. <laughs> but, yeah. um, I mean, that so, was... So, but, but, I was going to yeah, say that Mercedes, was Russell was was quite was over quite quickly, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean that was that was yeah. Mercedes' first fastest lap of the season, and the first time that Lewis has led a lap of a race since Abu Dhabi last year. Mm. So yeah, okay, I think the, you know the circuit played into it, but I mean, for one, who who would have thought that um, an actual circuit that's designed to have racing on would be better for racing than some barriers thrown up around the city centre? Shocker. <laughs> yeah, but Formula One's been doing both for a long time. You can't just build your car to go well at Silverstone. Yeah, that's not that's mm-hmm. not Formula One. No, no, true. But yeah, it it looks like Mercedes have actually worked out how to get something out of the car. Although they did say during the weekend, don't rule out um, them changing the concept completely at some point this year and going back to having full side pods again. If they can figure out how to make them work. Well, that's the thing they they appeared to do in the shakedown, but who who knows? Because there was not a lot released from that. Yeah. Um. But if if they can get this concept working, it's gonna it's gonna be the one until what twenty twenty six. And if they can't get it working, it's gonna be a long five years. But, yeah, I mean, it's not not totally locked in, is it? It's just that, yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, you say? It, 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 seem, you know, it seems to be working for now. Um, let's, let's see where we are in Belgium, because that will um, that'll tell us who's quick. Yeah, Belgium's quite similar. Again, just a couple of slow corners, but nothing too dissimilar to, apart from Lassos maybe. But, but yeah, that's a, a good comparison, I think. And Monza as well. Mm. Monza will be uh, an interesting one. I think Red Bull will probably piss it, to be honest with you. Well, when it get, when it well, the stands will be full of Max fans in Belgium. Then they'll all go to Zandvoort, and then they'll probably wake up in Monza. Uh, right. Actually, you made that sound like they get kidnapped by Ferrari <laughs> <laughs> and deposited at a track. <laughs> well, no, that's you know they'll wake up after the party like, where the hell am I? Oh, Italy, another Grand Prix. That'll do. Um, <laughs> it is Red Bull next. Uh, two two damaged cars. Did you say that it was Gasly's wing plate that got stuck in Max's floor? Yes. I didn't know that. I thought when he <laughs> went over the when he went over the curb, I thought he damaged his floor because he was he was very aggressive over the curbs. Mm. And we all know from past races at Silverstone. Those curbs are harsh. Yes. Usually on tyres, but I mean, obviously, if you catch a bit of bodywork on it, it's gonna probably going to come off worse. Yeah, don't forget don't forget the cars run a hell of a lot lower this year, so there's uh, there's more chance of catching the floor on the curbs than there is, because um, the suspension compression at speed is much more than it was last uh, for the last few years. And with the new floor regulations, the floor's dropping. I've not seen I've not seen sparks come out of the back corners of the floor before. When cars are on the straight, you know it's it's normally from uh, it's normally from the middle or. Um, they do have skid blocks as well, don't they? I think they are on the corner of the floor. Mm. They might need might need scarves to uh, give us a bit of a tip on, on exactly where they are. Yeah, but like I say, it usually come the sparks usually come out of the middle, not at the corners. And I noticed a lot of cars sparking from uh, from the corners, which just shows how low they're actually running. Mm. Even with the skid blocks on, but um, yeah, apparently when Max got um, what he said, what he said was the puncture. It was he ran over debris, and apparently it was a bit of um, bit of Gasly's end plate that that had come off. It was very slow, very quickly, wasn't he? Like science breezed past him. Yeah, he had um, he had absolutely nothing, and then for the sort of five five ten laps between the pit stop and the safety car, um, he sounded like he wanted to retire it. Yeah, he did not sound impressed, did he? You know, there was a lot of lot of radio saying... 100% broken? Yeah, that was one. Um, Yeah, I mean... I don't know why we're doing this. He was struggling for grip, but he finished seventh. You know, finishing seventh gets you, what, five points? Something like that. Yeah, five points, I think. Still better than, for his championship, still better than not scoring any points. Yeah, I mean, he managed to, um, you know, m- sort of mitigate the loss to, uh, well, it's, it's it's now Perez, but Leclerc. Mm. It's, uh, it, it was a good drive from Max, I think, just to get points. Because I, I thought he was going to fall out of the points. He did look it at one point, and I think, without, mm. I think without the safety car, there would have been every chance of him not making it. Mm. And I think they would they would have brought him in if he dropped down to eleventh. I just I just get the I just get the feeling that um, they would have definitely given up on it then. 
But then that would have put Lance Stroll in the points, and nobody wants that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Last stroll. <laughs> that occurred to me. Nine, didn't occur to me. Nineteenth and twentieth in the championship are both um, Canadians. Oh, Canada! <laughs> that was. I mean, I, it would have been a good drive for Lance if he had a scored a point. Scored points considering he started last. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't. So he didn't have one. Yeah. Um, Perez, on the other hand, did um, did benefit from the safety car. Made, definitely, yeah, he was like twenty odd seconds behind, wasn't he? Yeah, um, he was really, um, really struggling. But again, he he'd had damage since the start. Well, no, he was he came in and changed his wing, which is that's what put him down the order. Mm. But um, no, he was um, apparently he had floor damage as well. Oh, okay. I didn't didn't hear that Perez had floor damage, but I mean, his car was like a rocket. That after the safety car. Yeah, um, I'm just just looking it up, just trying to find uh, trying to find a quote. But um, yeah, apparently he um, he was damaged. Uh, let's have a look at this particular one. See if that's in the site. I'm not going to mention. Uh, yada yada yada. No, it's bollocks. I can't be bothered reading it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I just I just saw that he um, he got damaged, but yeah, he became rapid, benefited from the safety car, and did what he's meant to do as a number two driver. Which is, if the number one isn't there, the number two has to be has to be as far up um, far up as possible, preferably winning dis- it, but and disrupt the championship leader. Well, the championship leader, the championship rival, sorry, in Charles Leclerc, in which he totally did because it was a Ferrari one-two. Then the other Ferrari overtook a Ferrari, and then a Red Bull overtook a Ferrari. Yeah, so he he did the right thing for his team as well as you know for himself. Yeah, um, Leclerc didn't even finish on the podium, and part that's partly because Sergio Perez managed to get past him. Yeah, I mean some some of those battles. Um, like I said, the 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 double pass with Hamilton, just that Which is was a, amazing. That, that got me off my seat. Yes. Yeah, me yeah. too. I think that was around about the time I had the 114 pulse, which is a new record for me in F1. Mm. Yeah, what was it? Baku, yeah. Baku was the previous record holder. Yes, at 93. I'm glad the 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 stewards weren't too strict in terms of like track limits and pushing you know pushing people off the circuit because there were a couple of questionable ones but they were hard racing rather than deliberately getting a get out get off the track yeah. so i can overtake you yeah no yeah. it, it, was, it so. was good to see it was actually and it i think this could this is down to the new regulations um it was good to see cars able to go wheel to wheel nose to tail and fight yeah, yeah, but it was great when Hamilton went through. I have, I actually thought for a few seconds, oh my god, is he going to chase down Charles Leclerc here and win this race? Um, obviously, um, sorry, not uh, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz. Mm-hmm. So is he going to? Is he going to like? Get, he's going to get him, isn't he? He's going to actually have the the race win here. And then obviously, a couple of seconds later, Perez and Leclerc both went past, and then obviously you had to get Leclerc again. But I mean, when when those three were fighting it out, I was I was I was partially convinced it was going to be Alonso and Norris on the podium. <laughs> yeah, because they, they were going to take each other out. Yeah. I thought the two Ferraris might take each other out. Mm. 
Alonso looked really racy for a minute there, didn't he? Oh, he did. Yeah, he, for a few seconds, good. he was he was on Hamilton's tail, which was yeah. fantastic to see. But I mean, it's it's just great to be able to actually watch proper racing in F1 again because we've not been able to have this for a while. No, but I mean, if you didn't get the safety car, it's quite possible Lewis Hamilton would have would have caught the Ferraris and and passed them here on his newer on his fresher tires. That would have been a battle that would have been really good to see. But as it happened, Esteban Ocon did retire on the circuit. We got the safety car. And we got an absolutely amazing end to the race. All right, Sainz did kind of disappear by a few seconds into the lead, but Perez, Leclerc, Hamilton, Alonso, Norris. That was you had no idea who was going to finish where out of that train for a good five laps. Well, I think I think science's science's gap to the cars behind was actually helped by the fact that they were all battling with each other. Meanwhile, he's not involved in the fight, so he just concentrates on banging the laps in, while yeah. everyone behind him can't really think about fast laps because they're having to both attack and defend at the same time. Yeah, and like I said in my uh, tweet yesterday, nobody was unhappy with Carlos Sainz winning that race, were they? Not in the slightest. No, no. It well, was actually, no, every... actually, one person, one person. Charles. Yes. Yeah, Charles did not look happy. The uh, the, the talking to from Bonotto the second he was out no, of the car. I think he's... He was trying to... I think he's got a right because, because cause they had 11 seconds to pull Leclerc into the pits and there was no call. They didn't call Leclerc into pits. They called Carlos Sainz in, but not Charles Leclerc. I mean, Bonotto explained it that they kept Leclerc out because he was on newer tyres and he had the track position. Yeah, but there's enough room to double stack them they and did... not lose any spaces. Apparently they didn't want to risk it, which, if you're Ferrari, um, I'd call that erring on the side of caution because we all know that Ferrari will, at some point, implode during any given weekend. They did. They did, they did this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Carlos Sainz won them the race. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. Yes, Ferrari won, but it was Carlos Sainz that won that race. If he'd followed the team's instructions, they would have finished third and fourth. Right. Yeah. I fucking hate saying this because I'm not a big fan of multi twenty ones and this man is faster than you. Ferrari fucked themselves when they didn't allow um Leclerc past Early doors in that race, they did so hang. They did hang on with gap. that for quite a few laps. Mm. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Like the uh, let's not forget, science. Science. Uh, I'm happy he won his first race. Don't get at me. The man's got fabulous hair. You know, I'm a I have a soft spot for science. He did not deserve to win that race. He was done off the first. He was done off the first start. He um he was cu- like caught by his fucking teammate. Oh, sorry. But uh, before he was caught by his teammate, he um, or was it? Well, after either way, he was forced into a mistake by uh, Max Verstappen by by when he just drove clean off the track. Was that uh, mistake, was that wind or was that mistake? It was a mistake. But that was a mistake. That was that was Max Verstappen putting pressure on Carlos Sainz, and Carlos Sainz fucked it. He um, didn't drive off the track. The back did slide out on him. He, he it, had to turn left. Oh, halfway through the corner. Yeah, it, it slid out on him, but it slid out on him because he was being pushed. He was he was pushed into a mistake, I believe. Um, and then, on top of all that, 
Charles Leclerc was pushing Carlos Sainz around with a broken wing. Right. I mean, that's the 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 fact that your championship wasn't wasn't leading, that by Monsieur Monsieur. Yeah, but your championship leading driver is sort of pushing your de facto number two and saying, look, I can go quicker than this. And you're constantly radio, radio and Carlos going, we need these laps out of you. We need these laps out of you. He's like, a, one more lap, one, one, one more lap. Meanwhile, Hamilton is cast, catching them at a vast rate of knots. The, uh, the only sensible thing to do in that situation was to allow Leclerc through to let him go and see if he could build a gap up for the for a charge in Hamilton because Hamilton was quicker than science. You know, it was it, all these things that added up and it, it was just it, look after look after look that allowed Carlos Sainz to win that race. Fair enough, the last call was his, but Ferrari's biggest mistake wasn't uh, not pitting Charles Leclerc at the right time. It was not allowing Charles Leclerc to win the race early doors. I'm not seeing anything official on on Twitter here or anything, but a lot of people saying that it was the gust of wind for Sainz and also for Max Verstappen running wide at Cops when he actually damaged his car. Um, so, that would, so that would have been roughly the same kind of Ma- turning direction. Max Verstappen, they... Max Verstappen himself said the reason uh, the reason he ran wide was because when he when he he had to drive round Carlos Sainz, it put him off position. He and no... he had nowhere. He had nowhere to go but to run over. No, that was it. Was a totally different part of the race. All right, okay. I mean, basically, I mean, well, saying Ferrari actually. But, made... that, but that's after that. Oh, sorry, Paul. But that that would have been after car after. Verstappen's uh, car. No, it, Science was ahead of Verstappen. Science yeah. went off the circuit. Verstappen overtook him, mm-hmm. and then a few laps later. That sounds like cat drama again. Yeah, it is. A few, we're, we're just a few laps it. later. Um, Verstappen ran wide at Cops. Ah, um, right. Okay, and, cool. and that's where he picked up his, his. So they would have been turning roughly the same. Yeah, they would have been turning roughly the same angle. So if there was a, a wind blowing in that direction, it could have, could have caught them both out. Could but again, done. I'm not. I'm not seeing anything official here at all whatsoever. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I'm edging towards. Towards pushed into making a mistake. Like. Yeah, just a momentary lapse. Under yeah, a bit of yeah, pressure. I mean, Ferrari can actually manage to win them, win the race, and fuck themselves at the same time. It's impressive. It's the Ferrari way. This is not yeah. news. You know, I mean, it would have been. I was hoping that Leclerc hung on to get a podium because I wanted to see that cool down room. Yes, would have been tense. I think. You know, this 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 would have been more than hat tossing. But yeah, fly be a fly on the wall during the team debrief. I'm hoping that Netflix were in there. You never know; we might get honest footage out of them at some point. I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm <laughs> done. I think I'm done with Drive to Survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently the next next um, next series is going to be a lot more honest. Mm. Couldn't be much less honest. Well, yeah, that was a problem. Like the, the first few drive to survive were fun because it was it was kind of you know chop headed kids to sort of fit a kind of narrative. But then the last one, because of the of the build up that they'd had for the last few, I think they they, they just went way too far with the last drive mm. to survive. 
So reeling it back in, I think it's going to do one of two things. It's either going to be like people are going to be like, oh, yeah, no, that was much more realistic. Or people are going to go, it was shit. Oh, where's, all, where's all the drama? Yeah. Yeah, Netflix didn't invent it this year. Sorry. Um, so, rock stars and wankers. Obviously, we said that the you know the Halo inst- instant pass were a rock star. George yeah. Russell for going straight to Grand New Show. Yeah. Um, Mick Schumacher for getting points and getting elbowsy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lewis Hamilton. Yep. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Lewis um, Hamilton, Norris, Fernando yeah. Alonso, yeah. Sergio Perez. Yeah, Sergio, like uh, that was. All, I mean, I know it was a win and not a world championship, but that was like almost the arrival on the scene of uh, Kimi Raikkonen when he won his world championship. It was just, all of a sudden it was like. Where's Perez come to? And how does he look like he might win this race now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got to give one for um, for Science for the win. Mm-hmm. And his post-race yep. post hair, which is always spectacular. Yeah. Uh, the Marshals. Yes. Yes. Worked Sebastian Vettel. Busy day for the Marshals. Vettel um, for taking his own FW14 round the circuit. Definitely, definitely. Um, wankers, Ferrari strategists. Yes. Yes. Why are you, why are you employed? Is it employed or are they just turning up and phoning it in? Who knows? It <laughs> it is crazy. Like the just the, it's so consistent as well. What the Ferrari will fuck up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in all honesty, like it, it must need a a complete change. Mm-hmm. I mean, at you know, no, I, I, sorry, go on, Sean. I was going to say, at no point when they had the one-two on track, did I or probably any of you lot think they were actually going to finish with a one-two? No, 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 no. You just knew. You knew something was going to go tits up. Yeah, it's it's Ferrari come to expect it. I mean, all right, well, you say, yeah, they need a complete change. Well, they keep doing that every four or five years, and it still hasn't worked. Well, it, but that's the thing. Are they, or are they, or were they just changing the figurehead? It, it, it to me, it feels like all they've been doing is changing the band aid, band aid, and expecting every time they change the band aid for them for it not to be gangrenous underneath. Yeah, it could. What are you saying is Ferrari need to quit Formula One? Maybe not quit Formula One. Maybe um... oh, work I mean, what... work out what modern Formula One needs, and then act on it. Yeah, maybe. Even Dizzy, I mean, the... even Dizzy agrees. <laughs> there's there's something because so, right right now it doesn't matter who you get in. I mean, I, I don't think. Charles Leclerc might be a Formula One world champion in the future. I'm, 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 st- I'm yet to be convinced. I know he's a very good driver. It's obviously, like clearly, clearly obvious. But um, I'm, I'm still not convinced that he's the man to win one with Ferrari because it, it, when you've got a man which is prone now and again to a mistake, and you've got a team which is prone now and again to a mistake. you've got no chance because when one isn't making a mistake, the other one is. 
But the problem is in the way that the Ferrari culture runs. You know, Vettel. How many championships? And yeah. how many championships with Ferrari? Alonso. Mm-hmm. How many championships with Ferrari? When they're getting the drivers that don't tend to make the mistakes, they still can't do it. I think that was the beginning of the uh, of the end. Oh, sorry, the, the beginning of uh, the real mess with Ferrari was when it, I, I remember it because I, I think it, it started to rear its head, didn't it? At um, uh, Monza, what, one year I can't remember which year, year it was, but it it was when the focus of Ferrari began to turn on. Alonso is oh it's Alonso's fault we're not getting we're not getting these results even though he carried that team on his back for the past what three years, um, it I that that seemed to be the beginning of the real Ferrari blame culture, which shifted fairly quickly to God I can't remember his name now um Sig salesman yeah Riva Benny thank you Riva Benny yeah. Um, or was it? Yeah, was it? Was it Arriva Benny before Dominicali? No, Dominicali was before Arriva Benny. Was a, the, yeah, right. it was Dominicali one in between Arriva Benny Bonotti. Yeah, so it was. So it was Dominicali was the beginning of the the blaming of the managers then because he got his he got his fair share, didn't he, of uh, of Ferrari heat? Uh, yeah. When did he? When did he leave Ferrari? Um... 2014, 2015. I, I, I would say that. in that region. Uh, yeah, April, April 2014. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, let, let's say, uh, say as well, a man deemed that, um, that sort of incompetent, and I, I clearly don't mean that, but a man deemed that incompetent, he's now running the sport. <laughs> with, so, an, with another one that they got rid of directly under him. Yeah. So it, it, it would appear... That maybe who's in charge of the uh, of the firing within Ferrari might need to have a chat with themselves. Well, no, the guy that did it's dead now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, this okay. is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's it just I I don't know. It's uh, it's a bit crazy, isn't it, for the, the Ferrari situation? Especially when you consider that's all they exist for. All they exist is to race motor cars and sell cufflinks. And sell cufflinks. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I do genuinely, right? When, when you think about it, do you see Ferrari winning World Championship this decade? Not this year, I don't think. I think they, no. they looked really good, but I mean, this decade, you, could, you can't tell, can this, you? This decade, let's see what happens in 2026. Well, okay, yeah. No, that, that's, that, that's fair. Maybe, maybe not say decade. All right, do you, see, say... do you see Ferrari winning a World Championship this formula? No, it's, I, it's I already yeah. going away from them, isn't it? And you can yeah. see Mercedes catching up already. Yeah, that they, they genuinely might not be in the conversation next year. And, and, if, and yet we're saying this after a Ferrari win. Yeah, yeah, but not the right Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, it it just it just absolutely amazes me. Yeah, I just I I don't I don't know where they go. It. I, I, there's no there's no point like you say of just moving figureheads around anymore. I don't I don't know how a fucking Formula One team's put together. I'm a paint and decorator this podcast. Neither do Ferrari. I don't. No, exactly, exactly. But it it doesn't seem no other team seems to have the issues Ferrari have. It seems to be a Ferrari only problem 
is the Ferrari mentality, which I suppose is a statement that answers its own question. But uh, I, I just don't, I don't see what the, I don't see what the point of them is at the minute. Gives us something to talk about on a Monday night about it when they're up. That's very true. It does keep us going. Mm. Um, one other wank- wanker award: the protesters. Oh, one hundred percent. Protesting is fine, but do your homework first, and also do not put your own life in danger. It wasn't just their protesting. lives they were putting in danger; it was other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not unre- just that, unrelated yeah. to them. Yeah, and drivers, then, marshals, police uh-huh. officers that have to go into the track to mm-hmm. arrest them. Like, yeah, the fans. Yeah. Just stop oil. Just stop being a cunt. It's dead easy. Yeah. There, there are better ways of doing this than throwing yourself under a car doing 200 miles an hour. Mm. And that just leaves the Giovinazzi Participation Award, which I think is going to get renamed at this rate to the Danny Rick Participation Award. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes. He was very anonymous yesterday. I think Daniel Ricardo is the recipient. Can we just take it as read that he's got it every race unless he does something Danny Rick? Because at the moment he's just he's just turning up. He is just there. You know, even even Lance Stroll was more notable. Lance Stroll at least went forward. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lance Stroll was more notable for qualifying last, but he was still more notable. There's the question. If Lance Stroll was in the McLaren, would he be closer to Lando? No, because he'd be starting 20th still. (laughs) He wouldn't be a better qualifier. (laughs) I suppose so, yeah, the qualifying foot. (laughs) Yeah, at least least with Danny, he's only only starting, say, eight places behind Lando, not 14. Mm, yeah, that's no, fair. Maybe, maybe I'm being daft. <laughs> <laughs> On this podcast, never. <laughs> but that right? I mean, maybe we could go with that then. Like any of the other, any of the apart from Stroll, special case, mm-hmm. um, and maybe Sonoda. But um, anyone, anyone else in the midfield? Do you think they would all be closer to Lando than Ricardo right now? Magnussen, maybe. I think Albon could be quite fun in the McLaren. Yeah, yeah. Albon. Uh, sorry, Latifi wouldn't be closer than yeah, Daniel. Yeah, I, I, I was going to... When he said midfield... His dad owns yeah. a tenth of that team and still he's not in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else have we got? Alonso. I think Alonso would be close. Well, I think Alonso would probably be ahead of Lando. Lando and Lando. Uh, yeah. Um, that'd, tell you what, that'd be a good team now, wouldn't it? Now that car's, now that car's right. Mm-hmm. Um, who else have we got that which which would be a better call right now? Gasly, oh, Ocon. Gasly will be in with a good shout. Mm. Gasly, Ocon, Ocon will be closer be to yeah, will be closer to uh, Lando. See, this is the thing that there, there's something we don't know here because Ricardo has been so off the pace. Has something clicked in with Lando where like he's just fucking awesome now? He, we don't, we, is, is, yeah. is he George Russelling that McLaren? Yeah, exactly. Is it or is it an underperforming? He's Williams. Remember Williams? Well, we didn't know how good the Williams was because I had Massa and Bottas in it. Now it's now that that job is Lando's job. We don't know how good Lando is because of who's next to him. The main thing to do in F one is beat your teammates. Yeah. 
Well, he's fucking doing that. <laughs> By a long way. What's the, what is the points difference between them? Lando's on 58, Danny's on 15. It's not good. Yeah. Again, that's Scott Mantle videos says something like uh, Lando's got 82% or something of the team's points this year so far, or more than that even. Mm. It's um, it's troubling because if you look at the you look at the other two teams with the uh, with the disparity in drivers, um, Aston Martin and Williams. He was saying Ricardo is Canadian. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> He's very polite. And he does tend to apologise a lot, usually at the end of Q2. I think that about covers it, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, sh- there, there is a preview. Spalls. Yeah, we have um, two races this weekend. We've got, the, um, we've got the sprint race on Saturday and the Austrian Grand Prix on Sunday. Are we going to quickly do um, quickly do a preview for... Either well, very quickly because it, sh- it is a short lap, isn't it? So we can do a prediction. <laughs> yes, there will be lots of orange. Yes, it's my big prediction. Um, we will see a lot of photos of um, and footage of that Red Bull sculpture. Yes, I think Mercedes will be firmly back in third place. Be interesting to see if they can hassle Ferrari. Yeah, I'm not sure they'll be able to at the Red Bull ring. Just just too many slow corners, and that's one of their weaknesses at the moment, is where the yeah. slow, slow corners are. Oh, well, hang, well actually, the um, that was in the driver, driver's briefing. Wasn't that what... Um, uh, one of them? Perez. Perez said to Hamilton, because uh, Perez said to Hamilton about, about how, he, uh, how, how quick the Red Bull was on the straights. Oh, and, in, the, in the in the cool down room. Yeah, yeah. And Perez turned around and said, "Yeah, but you guys are so so quick in the in the slow speeds." Because he, uh, he, he, I think he was talking about there was the one point where uh, Hamilton tried to go around the outside of Perez. Yes, yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it might have been that they were talking about. I'm going to go for a bold prediction for Sunday's race. Lance Stroll will get his highest qualifying position of the season because it's an ideal circuit for him. He's going to qualify like crap on Friday. And then in the sprint, because it's gas break turn, gas break turn, gas break turn, it'll make positions up. Potentially. Maybe. Um, right, predictions. Right, what are we predicting here? Let's just go for the race. The overall Sunday finished results. Yeah, although if you go onto our website, you can predict both the sprint and the Grand Prix. There are two, two sets of predictions open. I think I'm going to go fairly predictable. I'm going to go Verstappen, Perez, and I'm going to go Sainz. I'm going to match two-thirds of that and say Verstappen, Perez, Lando, because he is good round ra- he he like there. Austria. He does like a bit of Austria. Mm. I'll go Verstappen, Sainz, Perez. We've all got a lot of uh, faith in Leclerc at the minute. Mm. No. Not, 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 <laughs> any, it's like we think no a week isn't enough time for him to stop being a bit stroppy. Well, no, it's not him, is it? I mean, like he said in his mm. in his post-race thing, he, he would rather not be saying every week that he still has faith in the team because he'd rather not have the problems, but the problems mm-hmm. are there and it's not ideal. 
but there's not, not anything he can do about it at the moment. So, Lee? Uh, I'm going to go for Max Perez Russell. Ooh. Right, if you want to put your predictions in, just go to the website, threelegsfourwheels.com, go to the game section, and the prediction league's up there. Um, you can predict top three, fastest lap, uh, pole, number of DNFs, will there be a safety car? And that's for both races. Um, putting your prediction in for pole will depend on when you put your predictions in because you've got until five minutes before either qualifying starts on Friday or five minutes before the sprint starts. Question. So is that DNFs in both races? So if someone DNFs in the sprint? It's DNF for each. So cool. it's, it's two separate predictions. So up to 40 DNFs. That is that is a potential. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. I mean, if it throws it down Bel- Belgium style, then technically, yes, 40 DNFs. Cool. Or DNSs. Um, anything else? Oh, yes, yes. If you want to help us out and get the show a little bit early and... Um, Without adverts, even though we haven't had an advert this week, um, you can support us on Patreon just by going to patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels and pledge anything from one pound, one dollar, one euro per month. Um, we occasionally do do the extra shows, usually when we haven't got a long F1 podcast, but obviously as tonight has been a bit of a long one, then uh, we didn't do another Patreon show this week. If you want to get in touch, um, website is 3legs4wheels.com. You can leave comments on there. Um, 3legs4wheels at gmail.com if you want to email us about anything. And we're at 3legs4wheels on all the socials. And individually on Twitter, we are... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. At Total Shunt. And at Pablo100. Right, we'll be um, we'll be back next week. Um, gonna miss the uh, gonna miss the sprint race actually this Saturday. I'm gonna have to watch it on catch up. Unless it's on where we're gonna be because we have something planned. We have something planned because mm. um, three of us are going sim racing this weekend at our local sim centre. So um, we'll stick some photos up and we'll be uh, we'll be talking about that next week along with um, whatever the hell happens in Austria. So until then, we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.